This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from, with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Hello, welcome to Shrink Chicks. Hi! Today, we have brought on a very special guest. The most special. Her name is Caitlin Peabody. MFT, baby. MFT. She is one of our wonderful practitioners here at the Westchester Therapy Group. So, Kate, tell us about yourself. Okay. um, I'm Kate. I am one of the therapists here at the Westchester Therapy Group. Um, I tend to work with usually 20-something women. around self-esteem and anxiety and kind of just when they feel stuck in their lives, um, just helping them reach their full potential and and enjoy their life and have a higher quality of life overall. Okay, so I have to say something though, because like um, (laughs) one of the best things about Kate is when she first came here, um, Kate had like what maybe some people would say is a resting bitch face. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Would you say that's correct? Um, the amount of times that I've been told that I'm intimidating, I could, <laughs> if I got a dollar for every time that happened, I would be a rich fucking woman. And, then, <laughs> and the other day, she was like, I don't understand why people think I'm intimidating. We're like, yeah, you are. Because like, right, so okay, so here's the best part about Kate, though. She's so sweet and she's so loving. She brings her dog to work with her, Jenny. Jenny yes. Gumps. Um no. Oh, yeah. Je- yeah. I thought her name was Jenny Gubb. No? I thought she was well, named after me. No? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. It's definitely mm-hmm. after yeah. me. Oh, that's it. Definitely, it's yeah. Me. <laughs> um, yeah, she is this little beagle mix, really fucking cute, um, and totally a potato. And she just oh, stares at you from, oh, the like, behind eye contact furniture. Is when she first started coming in, she would, like, shake in the office. Like, she's like, what am I doing here? Well, and she has some major anxiety. Some, oh, and she, was she abused, do you think? Or well, she was from life? Georgia okay. uh, for the first couple of years of her life, and 
it's probably too cold here for her. <laughs> that's that, what it is. That's, what? What, that's why she's shaking. That's solved. Yes. Guys, there it solved. is. Now we know. Just got to get her a blanket. But so now that like Kate's been with us for almost like going a year on two, and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost going on two years now. And Jenny spent more time. She'll like now get more warm and she'll, brave. So, she'll get more brave. Right? <laughs> so she'll kind of creep out and like maybe sort of almost go into the waiting room and then like rush back really yeah, fast. Yeah, and like peers behind different <laughs> furniture now. And it's literally you just see two creepy eyes staring at you. But when she's in session, oh, like she so is good. such a love bug. Like if if my clients want her to sit on the couch, she will lay on oh, them. Mm-hmm. She's um, so lovely. A whopping twenty nine pounds of her. Twenty nine pounds of sausage. <laughs> yep, yep. She really is. She is a hot pocket. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so so today, Kate's gonna talk to us about getting unstuck, since she really works with so many clients. Um, helping them get unstuck. And it's such an important thing that we need to tackle because so many people feel stuck in their lives mm-hmm. all, the all the time. Yeah, definitely. Constantly. I have felt stuck before. Have you guys felt stuck before? 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt stuck in my pair of pants I put on this morning. That's something. Um, so, you know, yeah, I feel stuck all Oof. the time. But I think a lot of, so like what, Kate, for you, this is your specialty. Mm-hmm. What are the most common times people feel stuck? Like, what do you hear this the most about? Um, typically, I mean, the most common one that I, that I, I guess the most common two that I see, one is around work, either the position they're in, they feel like they're not moving up in their career, mm-hmm. they feel like they're in the wrong industry, Uh and a lot of people stay stuck in their career because they're like, oh, I spent X amount of money on four years of college, maybe even more. I can't switch at this point. I can't have something that's more fulfilling. I thought this was going to be fulfilling and it's not. What do I do now? Um, and that kind of fear of the future or that uncertainty or the risk keeps them stagnant. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the second one would be that they feel very stuck in a relationship, whether that be with a romantic partner or in some sort of family dynamic that they find themselves stuck mm. in and they don't feel like they can set different boundaries because 20, 30 plus years they've been in this dynamic and participating in it. Um, so they feel very stuck in that and don't really know what the repercussions of mm-hmm. – of, uh, changing that would be and this is so interesting to talk about now because our last episode which um, featured the amazing women from DIY breakup talked about like feeling stuck and this is why some people end up in marriages mm-hmm. they're not happy with or ending up in careers you look back and you're like holy shit all of a sudden I'm stuck here 20 mm-hmm. years later I'm doing the same shit and like what the fuck was I doing and we had this huge fear of starting over but then looking back you're like man I could have started over all those other times right so, so how do you talk to people because there must be so much fear involved with your So much fear. And I think it really stems back to um, just maybe some self-esteem stuff, some imposter syndrome. Oh, well, somebody else has already done this. So especially in in work, um, somebody else has already done this. Somebody else is already in this position. And, you know, maybe I can't do it better or there's no room for me Mm -hmm. in this industry. Um, Especially in relationships, there's this, especially for the the 20-something women or – maybe even more so with the 30-something women who either are single or are in unhappy relationships, will I ever find somebody um, different who can treat me better mm-hmm. that it keeps them, well, this is most likely better than than the other option. You know, maybe this grass is actually greener, so mm. I'm going to stay where I'm at. Well, it speaks to a lot of the questions that we get in a lot of our podcasts when we ask questions to our followers. Um, a lot of the questions will be surrounding, like, how do I know if, 
if this is true or this is true. Yeah. Well, you right? don't. Right, and you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you're speaking to is, like, really trusting yourself and knowing yourself and knowing understanding, your gut. Yeah, trusting right? Like, your trusting gut. your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that can be really difficult for a lot of people, especially people with anxiety who have the ability to question a lot of things yeah. and are constantly overthinking things. Right, or... or if not anxiety, they have this narrative that maybe they grew up with or that they learned over time that I'm a failure or I'm going to be rejected or people are going to judge me. And so if I do something different, if I kind of change the norm, change the status quo, there's going to be so many more consequences that come from something new mm-hmm. and, the, and the repercussions that come with that than the feeling of being stuck. It's not as bad as the consequences that I might get. Mm-hmm. So what do you typically see, like if in your clients, if they're coming in, um, what kind of, I don't know if symptoms is the right word, but mm-hmm. what are they exhibiting that's telling you that oh, they're feeling stuck in, in whether it's their job or relationship? Um, what will you typically see in that? I really see a lot of um, just some a lot of like poor self-esteem, or putting up with, especially in the the relationship, like feeling stuck in a relationship, putting up with bullshit mm-hmm. far longer mm-hmm. than they need to, mm-hmm. um, not recognizing things as abusive or toxic, and um, you know, I really make an effort, you know, probably sooner than I should. Uh, I should probably develop a relationship with people faster, <laughs> but um, I will call it out as soon as I see yeah, it, okay. and it's it's kind of shocking for people when I label it abuse as soon as I do mm-hmm. um but I'm very familiar with what that looks like and mm-hmm. I'm not here to beat around the bush around that mm-hmm. that is something I feel very passionately about so um I also see a lot of like fear of failure so what if I do something and I end up hating it mm-hmm. um in which I respond well aren't you already there you know aren't it's you so already true. in that spot yeah, right. where you fucking hate where you are right um, and so you can do it again and you can pick back up and you are way more resilient than you give yourself credit for. So why do you guys think everyone's so scared about starting over? Because this fear we hear all the time, what is that about for people? I think it's also like the fear of the unknown, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So like even when you're in something and you're not happy, at least you know and you, right. you know what's happening. And it's a sense happening. of control. Like at right. least I have my finger on what this is. Right. Like you might be, even though you're not happy in it, you feel stuck. It's something you're comfortable with because you know it. Right. And so to do something different means it's something that is new and completely out of your control. And so I think that that's really terrifying for a lot of people. So people tend to choose comfort over this sense of of unknown. Right. And I think another part of it is, I mean, we talk about this, you guys talk about this a lot, the social media aspect, Mm -hmm. this like highlight reel that we see of people's lives and that everybody else is thriving and I don't feel like I'm thriving. And so if I start from scratch, then I definitely won't be thriving Mm -hmm. And then I won't be keeping up with the Joneses. I won't be mm-hmm. as successful yeah. as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? It's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. 
The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Oat will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil, keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, so that would keep you really stuck. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Right? So all of it makes a lot of sense to bring up that feeling of feeling, like, stuck. And, like, what do you think physically that feeling – so for people that maybe aren't sure, what do you guys think physically that feeling could feel like? Like, how could people identify it? Well, I think depression comes up a lot with that because – I don't remember where I heard this. Um, But somebody said that there was this – like depression comes from a a feeling of a lack of purpose Mm -hmm. and so if you aren't feeling uh, fulfilled either in your work or in your relationship or your daily life you don't feel like there's a lot of purpose for you Mm -hmm. to be a part of the world and so Mm -hmm. you kind of hide that part of your part of yourself your dream your goals and you kind of stuff those so they you don't aren't as disappointed that they aren't coming to fruition um so that's one there's this interesting part of also just what maybe 
think about this with the social media part is that we also do a huge thing of like, well, quit your nine to five and do your daydream or follow your mm-hmm. passion. And like some people simply don't have that. Right. Yeah. Right. Like for me, like running Westchester Therapy Group, like is our passion to get so much, yes. but like not everyone feels that drive to be a business owner or be an entrepreneur or, you know, just like fucking love what they do. So they think they're like failing or that they haven't found it. And I think for some people, a job is just a job. It's just a paycheck, right? right? And And it helps you get money to do the things that you actually find fulfilling. Right, Right. so maybe that's travel. So maybe it's being in a relationship. Maybe that's rescuing animals. You know, like who knows what that thing is. Mm -hmm. But like we do have a little bit of a cultural thing, especially I think with millennials of like chase your dream and follow the drive and passion, passion, passion. And like mm-hmm. some people simply don't have it. And like that is totally fine yes. if you're one of those people. And financially, yes. it's an issue for people. You know, like you can't necessarily follow your passion if there's no way to make money in yes. it. <laughs> right? Like we need money to live. Let's be realistic. Yeah. And so if you need a job to make money, you can do your passion or find what's right for you outside of that Absolutely. job. Unless your job is taking up so much time and wearing you down and you're feeling burnout. And then that's somebody else to look well, at. That's something with else. the burnout episode even, like you guys were talking about, do I not even want to participate in my day? Yeah, right. You know, that's that's certainly not a place that we want to get to. But if if your job is decent, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's okay, if it's good enough, um, to provide for the things that you actually find fulfilling you don't have to love every second of your eight ten hour day at work right because no one loves every second of everything right i mean so but maybe that's like the unrealistic expectation we're all chasing we're supposed to be happy all the time happiness is an emotion just like happiness sadness jealousy Mm -hmm. it fucking comes and it goes you're not supposed to be happy all the time and when you expect yourself to be happy all the time you are so hard on yourself for the times that you're not (laughs) set yourself up that that you actually feel even worse than you would have if you just accepted not feeling happy all the time it's a total mind fuck (laughs) gonna have to bleep that out have to bleep that one out. <laughs> Recently, a radio show asked us about airing our episodes, and then I was like, "Listen up to one episode and tell me if you really want us." We were like, <laughs> "We were like, we don't know if this we're is like, very oh, family friendly." We're like you clearly no, haven't. Not. Yeah, yes. we were like, you clearly haven't listened to more than five minutes. So yes. You might want to continue. We were like, do your <laughs> do your research first. Do your homework. All they hear is, "Hi, welcome to Shrink Chick." <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, like immediately. Sorry. For real professional. <laughs> okay, Kate. So for so give us some more it's to tell us what else i think that uh, people get very stuck in the past as well whether it be a traumatic past mm-hmm. or um an enmeshed family a lot of times that people feel like they can't move forward they can't launch mm-hmm. um they can't say goodbye to those family dynamics that they grew up with for 18 20 30 you know whatever you're living in the basement sort of years uh-huh. yeah um and that you know or, or things that – hobbies that they used to enjoy and they kind of have grown out of, friendships that they used to enjoy and have grown out of, um, that they feel this sense of, like, loyalty and obligation to things that are no longer serving them. But they put those obligations because they please other people first. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then they end up stuck because they're people-pleasing mm-hmm. so much – Absolutely. Wait, so we had a good question I think goes into this Mm -hmm. that I'm going to ask throughout. All right, so Kate, so somebody asked a question. So what do you do if you're stuck in your family business? Right. Oh, I mean, gosh. Right. That's a really hard one, right? Because we talk, we can talk about like, you know, get a new job, but like people that have family businesses, that brings up this whole other dynamic. Mm. Right? Like, that's tough. That's such a tough tough one. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you make that decision? 
to and walk like, away? Is that the question? To walk away, I guess. I think if that's you're yes. unhappy, right? If you're unhappy, right? Well, I guess that would take a lot of healthy conversation in order to do that. And not everybody has that in their family mm, of origin. Right. Yeah. You know, they, if the ideal is, you know, this isn't what I want to do with my life. Yeah. I only have one life to live. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do with my life is X, Y, and Z. I'd like to step out of this. Let's make a, this a gradual transition mm-hmm. and find somebody else who can fulfill this role. Um, but then a lot of times families aren't always healthy. At least yeah, there's yeah. there's got to be somebody that is unhealthy or toxic. And, you know. Absolutely, right? And so, so I guess what you're saying is you have to figure out for you, like, what it will be worth. Like, if what, what is the cost? What is the cost, the cost of staying and what is the cost of leaving? Mm. The cost of leaving usually feels much worse than the cost of staying. Yeah. But the cost of staying is burnout, resentment, guilt everything well, everything also, else that comes along with that I also think in a, in a family business you're you're growing up believing that like this is going to be my future yeah. so it becomes part of your narrative too yes. to, and you don't really have much opportunity to dream outside of that right right which I think is really hard because you know everything that you do whether it's going to school you're always thinking well this is my future Mm -hmm. Right. And if you don't have the space to really question that and say, well, is this actually something that I want? Mm -hmm. Is this something that that feels right for me? And maybe that's something that comes with time. It comes with age. It comes with really understanding yourself and what feels right for you. Yeah. But I think that can be really hard, too, like separating those two things. You know, last night I was watching Moana with my daughter. Oh, I love that movie. (laughs) I love Moana. I love Moana. Because some great tunes, great tunes. But, you know, because it's it's, it's about someone who's really listening to themselves and going against the family narrative yes this, right what are the family rules here the family rules are we stay on the island and mm. we're i don't know what the fuck they are right farmers or some shit i guess are they farmers not, uh, i don't know gatherers they don't go into the ocean but she wants to go into the ocean she's called by the ocean she right it's part of her she's part a of swimmer. her part of her <laughs> you were having a like, watch the movie clearly later. i didn't see Moana. <laughs> she likes to swim no 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 is that not it guys She's a surfer. <laughs> okay, it's not Johnny Tsunami. It's Moana. Okay. Another, <laughs> another. But clearly, but clearly, I got Disney Plus. Um, so, right. So it is someone listening to themselves and having to go against their family. Right. And also, another thing I'm learning a lot about being a mother is, do you know how many fucking Disney movies the parents die off for the kids oh. to hit their destiny? Oh, what is yeah. this? Oh wow! Almost all the parents are dead. Yeah. Wow. And that's there's a like, lot. I mean, think of Frozen. Right, that's what I mean. So there's almost this thing about, like, unless you're, like, how do you, like, so it's interesting that we're showing this. You have to get away from your parents to do your thing. You know what I think is a little sad? Like, it's gotten better over time. But, yeah. like, the older Disney movies is, like, the parents die off. And then they find themselves by, like, finding a, a significant other. Oh, well, that's most Disney yes, movies, yes, even to like, this right? day. It's, like, very... Which is, like, this whole thing we can get into about attachment. But... <laughs> Which is a great thing about Moana because there's no love interest there's, in that's that one. True, there's that's no, true. Exactly. That's why I said it's self-love. changing over time. Yes. Self-love is the only love that's happened in Moana. But she well, loves the ocean. Okay, you're well, still crying. Too. I have no idea. <laughs> she loves to swim. <laughs> exactly. And Jen, she's really got it once again. Not Guys, the I'm going home year. tonight and watch. <laughs> okay, so, but it really goes into this idea of like how do you listen to yourself? And it seems like that's the real work you're doing with your clients. Yes. Is like... Trusting your gut. This is a place, you know, therapy is a place where you can really explore all corners of your mind and your your dreams and everything without consequence, Mm -hmm. um, where you can just kind of look at the costs and benefits of everything 
is it worth it for me in this family business example to to walk away? Like, what would I actually gain from that? Would I gain this, you know, huge sense of relief to not have to be indebted to my family in order to mm-hmm. pass on their legacy mm-hmm. or whatever? And I think sometimes people can feel disappointed when they first come into therapy because they really want us to tell them the answer. Mm. Right? Like, your clients might be like, well, just tell me what to do. What should I do? And that's not our job. Our job is to empower how are you yes. for you to learn these skills? Because we don't, here's the spoiler alert, guys. We don't fucking know. We nope. have no <laughs> idea. Because we can't tell you what's right for you as a person. We don't because know. Because that would be us telling you what's right for us and as a person. Our projecting our stuff. Yeah. And Kate, you mentioned um, being stuck in the past. And I yeah. think that a common misconception about therapy is that we just process what happens in the past and that doing that is curative when that is actually not the case at all. Right. We really, we go into the past to help you understand what has shaped you. Find insight, yeah. Find insight. But that insight in itself isn't necessarily curative. So that's only a piece of therapy, right? right? So you go into that and then from there, we start to empower you to make changes and uh, that are really right for you. That's yeah. the awareness. Yeah, I definitely take you know, I have the mindset of therapy as a as a way to explore the past to inform the future. Yes. Um, oh God, that beautiful. was so beautiful. Did you say that again. You write that down. The past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot it. Um, forgot yeah, it already. Yeah, set my mind. Um, <laughs> therapy is a way to explore the yeah, past to inform the future. Yes. Beautiful. Exploring oh, the past to lovely. inform the future. I think that's in my bio online, honestly. Oh, um, wow. I know. So, that's why Caitlin I so Peabody, MFT, check out her bio if you need that. Nave job. Um, anyways, so yeah, I think that's kind of the, the the point I take, and usually by the second session, I really dive into childhood, family stuff, and people are like, why do, why do we have to talk about my parents? My parents, my parents don't. I am rejecting everything mm-hmm. about my family sometimes, um, mm-hmm. and I don't want to talk about them. I don't want I don't want them to be influencing how I am today as an adult. And they do 100%. Yes. The, the, fact, the simple fact that you're rejecting everything and, and sometimes going to the complete opposite is very informative. Yes. The more that you push that away, it speaks to the fact that it's controlling you more than if you were to process through it. Mm-hmm. And choose differently. And choose differently. In, you know, right. Intentionally. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so then I so I have another question. A, uh, a viewer, listener question. Ready? A viewer. Yes. All right. What if I have no direction? I just feel like I'm floating. I've heard this. Right? Have you heard clients say this? Like, I'm just floating. Oh, 100%. Yes, right? um, I'm a very metaphorical, like, okay. imagery-based person. Like, that's just how my brain works. You know that... that um, that article that's been going around, like, does everybody have an internal monologue? Did you see that no. article? No, but tell us. I didn't read it. No. Um, but <laughs> but the, the title it was great. Where every, there's, like, this big debate right now where some people cannot believe that not everybody has an internal monologue. I'm not one of those people who has a conversation in my head all day long. Some people have conversations in their head all day long. I do. I'm I, not one. I wouldn't say all day long, but throughout yeah. the day, I right. have conversations you know, with myself. But I'm, I don't know. I'm blacking out a lot. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, you know. Just dis- incredible I'm, exhaustion. Yeah, I'm just dissociating like a solid yeah. now, <laughs> yeah. I would say. Like, you know, my husband's traveling this week. So, but you know. Right. But, but I also think that's a, a little bit of a learned skill, too, mm, is yeah. like really looking at what's going on in your head 
to start to have a, a, yeah. conversation, a conversation with yourself. Yeah. So I'm not one of those people, but I think I make sense of life and my life and the world in like imagery and metaphors mm. like it's it's very bizarre um it, it's not that beautiful <laughs> but like the way that I think about when people are stuck it's like the way that I think about it is like they're in front of like all these different doors but all the doors are closed and they don't feel like they can walk through one without committing to one um, and so I really try to help them identify what the, what each door represents, like what they feel like their options actually are. Okay, you know, there's that one um, intervention called the miracle question. Yes. Tell everyone what um, that is. So the miracle question is uh, solution-focused brief therapy or something like that intervention. What is you it? You got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> and uh, it basically asks um, – so suppose tonight while you slept, a miracle occurred when you awake tomorrow, what would be some of the things that you notice that would tell you your life had suddenly gotten better? Um, and so when people think about that, okay, if my life was better tomorrow, maybe not, not perfect, not perfect, yeah. but better, what would be different? Right. Well, and it sounds like it's also not magical thinking. It's not saying like, well, right. I win the lottery and I wake well, up. Well, certainly that would amazing. be wonderful. Well, right. be, I mean, a butler puts my socks right. on. I mean, that would be my dream. <laughs> Fuck yeah. A butler but, puts yeah. your socks on. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. My back hurts sometimes. I'm breastfeeding that, all the time. That's a good point. So, put your socks on. Oh, Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. Um, but you're saying better, right? So like better. better. Okay. Yeah. So what would be different? Would I have a healthy relationship? Would I be in a career that is more aligned with my passion? Mm -hmm. You know, that's not necessarily everybody's miracle. Right. Yeah. But some people but, it is. But even just not dreading going to work. Not, oh, hey, that's better. Right? <laughs> that's better, right. right? Yeah, that's certainly better. Um, or maybe not feeling as, like, obligated. You know, some people feel money, financial pressures. Mm -hmm. um, not having to be feeling more comfortable financially, maybe. Um, or you know, whatever their mind can come up with. Okay, so if that is your miracle, if that's what makes your life better, how do we get there? Right. Um, what are the steps that 
it would take to actually get there and what can you start to apply little Mm -hmm. by little because the miracle isn't going to happen overnight but it gives you some sense of that less floating yes, like I yeah. have more of a direction oh, so it really great. helps you hone in on what the things are what that your are values are you. yeah. right what your values I, are right. because I think sometimes when people feel like they're floating like it's it's really hard to hone in on Just, what are the things that are affecting me the most so right the, what you're saying is the miracle question is something that really helps you to hone in on that and, and that's find some sense of direction right and that's something that people can do for themselves mm-hmm. right even if you're yeah. listening to this to really sit and think about ask yourself the Ask question. yourself the miracle mm-hmm. question. See what you come up with. It might help you get a little bit more direction. Right. And it's interesting to talk about this idea of like values and priorities, right? So if you were to like make a list and say like, here are my top five values and here are the top five things I'm actually spending time on, mm. right? Like we all say families of value or relationships, but how often do we lose ourselves and not reach out to those people? Yeah, mm-hmm. How much are we actually investing in our values? Exactly. And how right. much are we investing in things that aren't our values? Right. Mm. Right. Right. So I think that's kind of how I would answer that question is like if you feel very directionless, very stuck. And I think another point that um, so Emily is my supervisor, by the way, (laughs) Um, she influences a lot of my work, Um, but for for better or worse, Um, (laughs) usually worse, probably. Um, But she she said one time that has really stuck with me and I talk to my clients a lot about is there's a difference between being stuck and being conflicted. Um, so being conflicted is you know what your options are. You just don't know which one to choose or how to mm-hmm. start start making that decision. Um, but being stuck feels like you have no options at all. And so in order to not be stuck, you have to start to create some options mm-hmm. for yourself um, because not a, nobody else is going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes... Yeah. No, uh, oh, so please, sorry. my darling. <laughs> I think sometimes, too, people know what they want. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of like being conflicted. And, and like they're conflicted. The costs and benefits thing again. Right. right, in like a very simplistic way, if you're choosing between two restaurants and mm. you know which one you want to go to and someone says the other one, you're like, no, actually, I would want to go to... The, it like helps you really choose. Mm. Or... or you know in your head which one you want, but you don't say because you're waiting for the other person. Like how much right. you want that validation? Exactly. Right. Oh, so you're so looking for validation. Parts of validation because I don't trust myself. Right. So when you say it, I agree. And I think that's why people come into therapy sometimes is they're looking for us to make the decision for yeah. them or validate their decision, um, and we don't do that. And they probably get very frustrated it's about very, that. It probably is really frustrating. I'm sure. Right? Being client in that situation, it's understandable. They're looking for us to choose, but if we chose for you and you hated it, then it's our fault. (laughs) We don't want that. We don't want that But at the same time, though, like when people are – so recently I asked the miracle question to somebody, and they told me, you know, what what their dream would be, what their dream job. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing to get there? Nothing. And I – then I take it on – it's part of my agenda at that point, not to decide, oh, you should do this, but, like, empowering them take those steps yes it's gonna be worth it yes um and so when I am more um, directive it's coming from a place of I want you to achieve what you actually want right um so I don't take that place of oh do whatever you know like enabling in a way Mm -hmm. but I'm I can be very directive Mm -hmm. in session but it comes from a place of you know what you want I know what you want yes 
let's fucking do it. Right. Like, it's very clear. Yeah. You're reflecting back, basically, what you're hearing. Right. That they're saying that they want. Yeah. In so many words. And that, I mean, that might apply to career. That might apply to setting boundaries in relationships. Mm -hmm. That might apply to breaking up with someone who is horrible to Mm -hmm. you. Um, That might be quitting a sport that you've done forever and ever, and you fucking hate it now. Mm. Absolutely. Like something as simple as that, you know, quitting a sport, a recreational hobby that you feel obligated because maybe your dad is the coach or, yeah. or everyone in your family does it right. or did it or there's like this legacy. It's, this this is, is what legacy, our family this does. Narrative, right. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. So yeah. here's a good question. How do I help my partner who feels stuck at work? So this is a person who's saying like their, their partner comes home at the end of the night and it's just miserable because they just spent you know eight to nine hours at a place where they feel burnt out and neglected right. but then it comes home into your house so how would you and the reason the reason this person's probably asking is because it's affecting them yeah i would imagine oh, right 100 yeah, affecting yeah. their relationship and and making it clear i think coming from a supportive place and not attacking that is probably the first and, and most difficult mm-hmm. step yes. because you're feeling hurt by by their misery mm-hmm. you're feeling neglected yeah. due to their misery um and so not coming from a place of ne- of um attacking or contempt but just saying hey i can see that you're struggling kind of validating like this sucks and i see how stuck you are you know maybe even implementing the miracle question into your conversation mm-hmm. and something as simple as that like what can I help you do to change this? And if you're not ready to change, I'll be here when you are. Mm. Ooh, that's good support. Right? Yeah. That's but you cannot force someone right. to want something right. And for you can't themselves. beat their therapist, And you too. can't want it more than them. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's very difficult, even as a therapist, even. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the relationship we're in, right? Where we want people to live their best lives. Yes. And sometimes we see them choosing those things that aren't helping them live, live their best lives. And so just being there and, and holding that emotion and being like, hey, you know, as the partner, I guess, in this situation, it's it's going to be different. But saying, like, this is how it's affecting me. I want you to know that. And when you're ready to make a change, I'm here for you and let's fucking do it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Very mm-hmm. supportive. I try to use those therapy things at home and <laughs> really just does not work. Like if I said to my husband, if you woke up tomorrow and everything What would was Bill say to you? He'd probably be like, stop using your therapy tactics on me. Oh, Alex would fall for it in a heartbeat. Oh, oh, oh my good. husband's like, you're just manipulating. Yeah, right. right. I'm like, like, yeah, yeah. same. Well, well now you just yeah, clued Alex in when he listens to this. He's going to know that I'm manipulating him. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're going to have to drop these questions before he listens oh, to the podcast. You know what? I think I'm going to go home tonight and do that. That's oh, move. good. Great. Yeah, you should ask we'll Jenny. What does Jenny want, too? I think that's important. I think Jenny wants more treats, a big backyard, which we don't have yet, but someday. Mm-hmm. Um, she's simple. And that's like about the, it. Like yeah. the simple things. Yeah. Life. She wants to stare at people, too. <laughs> yeah. So, Kate, okay, before we start, we go to play personal versus professional. Give us some takeaways. Oh, okay. What's, what are some things that people can take away from this? So, I think, um, you know, you guys talk about insight, action, awareness a lot. Um, so, I think some of the, the insights are, where is my fear about moving forward coming from? Well, first of all, I guess finding direction mm-hmm. needs to be the first and f- first and foremost thing. Um, if you have dreams, if you have goals that feel unreachable, what would actually what would it take to find things that help you reach those things? Um, and then also, 
is there fear kind of coming like is that impacting your stuckness and what is the fear of is it fear of rejection judgment um like kind of breaking a loyalty maybe or hurting people is it coming from a place of people pleasing um and then you know when it comes to all right I'm I'm at this this preparation stage I'm ready to get unstuck what are some resources that you can utilize is it um, self-help books. I don't really know. I, I think the one self-help book, um, book club recommendation, <laughs> um, is, I think we were talking about this before the Rachel Hollis, uh, girl, stop apologizing. Um, she is, um, the daughter of a preacher. So it, there is some like Christian stuff in it. Not as much as her, first um, book. not as much as her first book. Um, but it's not down your throat in case you're not into that. If you are into the, you know, into, you are a Christian and you um, are open to that. Like, I think it's a great Beneficial, book. And it, yeah. it's also a great book, even if you're not. Right. Um, so it, it really helps you learn how to goal set in realistic ways. Um, so I really liked listening to that because um, I don't read. Right. Um, so much but, easier. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're commuting. Especially when I have a 45-minute commute. Yes. <laughs> um, so, but with... In addition to that, what are some other resources that you can um, call on? Is it write books, therapy? You know, if you really feel like you cannot figure out a direction, maybe it's time to go see a therapist, <laughs> right? Your friends are not going to have the same sort of unbiased agenda, or they're going to have an agenda. They're going to have ideas of what they think is good for you. Mm-hmm. Your family is going to have ideas of what they think is good and for you. And they're based on their experience. Right, exactly. Um, so that, and then in addition, like, there's so many podcasts out there. Like, a lot of, I think part of this comes from a place of privilege at times, um, where, oh, just pick yourself up and try something new. And yeah. people are like, mm-hmm. I don't have the savings for that. Right. No, yeah. Right. Um, I don't have the, the financial resources to just, like, quit my job mm-hmm. and start a business. Yeah, like, um, who can There's do that? Yeah. such a risk to that. Um, that can really blow up, you know, there's a, there's a risk that it could blow up in your face. Mm So, all right, what sort of, what sort of resources, if that's what your, your obstacle is to achieving your dreams, okay, is it time to get some sort of resources on financial planning Mm -hmm. and like, I'm really into personal finance and, and really saving. Is. I really fucking love it. (laughs) You, my spreadsheets are out of control. Um, but you know, what would it take to save X amount? What would you need to save in order to make a change? Mm-hmm. And how do you actually get there and make that the first step in getting unstuck? Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to achieve the goal first. Right. You have to kind of meet these little milestones along the way. And what are the milestones to the to the end game? To start preparing for right. it. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or like doing your research too. Right. Exactly. Or networking. Yep. That's like, free. For, yeah. That for is the most free. Part. Right. And so, like, when I was switching careers, I met with a bunch of therapists to ask them what it was like to be a therapist, Mm -hmm. just to know and to understand it. Did you get any negative feedback from them? Like, did anyone hit fucking You're going to be poor forever. That's what I mean, right? (laughs) I met with it. The best thing that someone told me was um, she was able to be herself (laughs) in her job. 
And I was like, oh, I feel that way. That's, yeah, yeah, me too. Right. And it's the greatest thing ever. But that's uh, immediately when she said that to me, I was like, oh, okay. Sold. Like, I'm doing this. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So doing your research is part of it. Kaylin B. Body, MFT. Um, You can follow her at Therapy with Kate. If you want to check out her bio, it's at wctherapygroup.com. I do not think that she's taking on new clients right now, but you can get on her wait list. Is she taking on new clients right now? Certainly not. Certainly not. not. Certainly not. She's a little bit. It's called a boundary, Jen. Yes. Good. Good Um, job. Um, But reach on out if you need anything from Kate. She's still great to email, um, and she can direct you to someone else. Uh, Hey, the next few episodes, we have some great things coming out. We have um, next episodes about some infertility struggles Mm -hmm. and the journey of that. And then after that, it's what if you're the toxic one? Mm. How to deal with that. Um, Thank you guys for listening. We love you. If this episode speaks to anyone in your life please send it help us grow while we help you grow oh, that is beautiful thank you so much like subscribe and rate and we'll be back soon thank Kate, thanks thanks for so being much. Here. love you guys bye Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. Warning though, there will be no surface level conversations here. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image after trying to check all those be healthy boxes. I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. I truly believe how you feel on the inside reflects out into every aspect of your life. So if you're ready to go below skin deep to tap into a whole other level of wellness, you're in the right place. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks.